Welcome back to the Model Parenting Podcast. I am Farah. Hey, I'm David. And we have some uh, friends back in the podcast studio with us today. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves, starting with you? Hi, I'm Corwin. Nice. So I'm Cole. And I'm Dax. What's up? I'm Dax. I'm Cole. Super <laughs> deep voices. Oh, I know. <coughs> we got the kids back in here uh, today, so they're going to kind of help us close out. This is our um, last episode of season one. Um, no real super exciting title here. We're just wrapping it up, closing up a couple of uh, couple loose ends, and let you hear from the kids uh, one more time because they were uh, backed by popular demand, I guess is the way to say that. They, uh, they were super popular episodes. So um, first thing we wanted to do was just kind of uh, wrap up the, kind of summarize the process of moving to a value-based environment. Based on all the content that we've we've got, all the the other 19 episodes, um, the the process. If I can just give you step by step of what you're trying to do, uh, the process starts with a desire to be intentional about where you take your family and what you're going to do. Um, next thing is choose a model. Um, I have a scripture out there, Joshua 24:15. Where are you going to read that? I will. I have right. it. Yeah, go ahead. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So that's, that's choosing a model Joshua was talking about, setting tone for the nation of Israel um, of what they were going to do and how they were going to proceed. And he was saying, hey, we're going to follow God and chase God with our, our family, for me and my house, for what I'm doing. We're going to we're going to follow God. Um, same concept. Choose a model. Choose however you connect with and relate to God. Put that as a model and say, okay, hey, we're going to relate to God as a family, and we're going to we're going to move this direction. Um, next step is build relationships to facilitate communication. That goes into studying your kids and all those type of things of um, helping them understand boundaries and all that stuff. So build those relationships inside of your family to facilitate communication. Um, you need to understand and develop your worldview. We went through several worldview questions and um, scriptures and those kind of things. Do some study and some research and, and understand how um, to develop and build your worldview because those will influence your values. Um, then define and communicate your values. Remember, definitions matter. Define what those words are. Make sure you're saying the same thing. Um, and then last, create a structure that filters the decisions of your life through your values so that you can start implementing those. So if I, if I could put it in a process, in a step-by-step -step process, those are the steps. Um, so hopefully that kind of helps you put some handlebars. Some of the questions we get is, is more related to structure and process. It's not really structure that I can give you and say, hey, this is exactly what you do, but- It's more it, like a flow. It's more like a flow, but um, if I can put it into steps, those are the steps that I would say um, to try to help you move towards a model-driven environment. Um, so that was the quick summary recap of what we were talking about. Um, I'm pushing through that pretty quickly because I really do want to talk to the kids and hear them talk. I got a couple of questions. Um, and you guys have not listened to any episode of the podcast, right? Not really? No, we probably should have, but we have not. <laughs> you have not. I've listened to a few. You've listened to a few. Cole talked. I was here for like the only one that we did. Right. And then haven't heard anything else. Hey, take the bottom of that microphone and push it towards me. To where it, no, 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 no. So you tilt it. There you go. That'll help you talking to you a little better. We're learning. Yeah. So, all right. So first question, um, and uh, again, no specific order in how you want to answer it. 
Um, just want to hear from you guys and get some feedback. But how do values, how do our values influence your decisions on a day-to-day basis? So how do you guys typically interact with our values and, and how does that influence how you make decisions? Well, we're here and that's an each other decision. Um, <laughs> so um, you, you got other places to be on a Wednesday night? I mean, no, but just, right, I'm just, I'm just messing with yeah. Um, I don't know that. I think that's a big part of the way that I personally, now that I can, you know, drive and do some other things that aren't at home. Um, that goes into more of a time management thing from a day to day perspective, you know, because mm-hmm. we've got, we've got God's purpose. So I need to make sure that I'm doing the things that I need to do in that relationship. And I've got, we've got excellence. So I got to make sure I'm doing my work mostly on the golf course, but with school and stuff, but it's summer currently. So that's not an issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm just, I try to make sure I'm managing my time in a way that fits into that system for what I need to accomplish and what we as a family need to accomplish. Cole, how do values influence your day-to-day decisions? Um, right now, it's for sure definitely uh, going with the each other in the excellence area there throughout summer. Um, there are multiple days where I just like to chill out at the house. For those of you who know me, I'm a homebody. Um, I don't like getting out, but I definitely do need to to go handle the things I need. I, I got to at the golf course. Um, and then with the each other, there are multiple times that I would like to just blow my siblings off and uh, <laughs> not not hang out with them and value them in any way, shape, or form. But um, i got to do that and sacrifice some time to hang out with them just to build and grow those relationships. Hmm. What about you, K-Money? How do you think our values influences your decisions daily? The experience is very fun to do mm-hmm. with Dax Smith, Coltrane, everybody. So kind of in each other and an experience. Those are kind of how you filter decisions right now. Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. That's cool. Um, Do any of our values create tension in your decision-making process? And and what I mean by that is do you ever bump up against a value and feel like it, it restricts you or holds you back from something you would rather do? You understand what I'm asking? So do you run up against a decision? You're like, man, I'd really like to go do this, but because our values, it doesn't pass the filter of our values. I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to, does that make sense? It does make sense. Um, Yes, but that's why they're ordered. Okay. You know, that's why there's a, it's, it's a numerical list of importance. It's not just a, oh, these are all the things we want to do. They said, this comes before this, this comes before this. So the the experience and the people and the – I'm a very social guy. I'm a crazy extroverted person. Me and Cole are polar opposites. Um, so there are times where there's something social going on, but we've got something at home that we're trying to do. Um, but that's why it's ordered that each other comes before people. And so I have to, I have to kind of say, hey, I want to be a part of my, my family today, and I need to – you know, fulfill that responsibility first and foremost. Um, and we're just, we're committed to that. We don't, we're not perfect in it, but. So, so do you feel that tension that's created as a result of that? Like, is there, do you, does it, do you feel like it holds you back or do you feel like that it sets you up to do more of what you want to do? I think that's more just natural practice of self-denial, like in favor of what, other people in your life have to have to and want to do. And it, I think it's a good practice. And I think in the long run, it 
it benefits me, obviously, because the things that we do um, are largely structured to give me as much freedom as possible. So, I don't know. It's sometimes the order of that decision, the order of that, those values, like, it's kind of like not eating chocolate cake and eating a salad instead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it gives you more freedom because you can function. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, it's not as fun. It doesn't seem as fun, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. How about you, Cole? You have any thoughts on that one? I mean, not really. Dex just kind of hit that. He just kind of hit that. You don't, have, you don't have any thoughts. You don't feel any tension in your decision-making process of, do you feel like it restrict our values restrict you, or do you feel like that they help you propel forward to what you really want to do? They definitely don't restrict me. I don't feel a whole lot of tension. I mean, yeah, there's definitely some times where I don't want to go along with that, mm-hmm. but um, in the long run, it for sure is much better than just kind of going off doing whatever you want to. It, it, it allows more freedom when we follow those values than just kind of do whatever we want. You got something else to add there, Doc? Yeah, that the way you articulated it there, I don't feel I don't feel tension because the system that we've built allows us to operate like the people that we want to be. Mm. So I don't feel like a I can't be the guy that I want to be because of our values. Mm, okay. And I think that's more of what you were asking. Right. And right. Right. No, there's no there's no tension from that standpoint. Okay. How about you, K Money? Do you feel any tension or restriction? Do you feel like we're we're just trying to make a bunch of rules, or do you feel like that you have a lot of freedom to operate inside of the values that we have? I don't really think about it at all. You don't think about it at all? You just do it and live in it? Yes, sir. All right, I hear you. I just live in it, too. Do you have something to add, Cole? No, you're getting ready for that next question. He's about to dive in here. (laughs) Um, And and most of these questions are related to kind of the back end of the podcast content that we talked about of how we live in those values. So most of these questions are related to that, which you haven't heard, and so you don't know what we said about any of it. So, um, All right, next question. How do values influence what we do with money? And I'm really curious. I want you all to to articulate what you, your thoughts on money, how important money is, and any of that kind of stuff. Just, just kind of, I want you all to just talk about money for a little bit. I'm I'm curious, and if you're listening to this, I don't know if it's going to 100% line up with the way that we think it is. I, I hadn't I didn't prep this question, so I'm curious to see how this is going to go as we articulate. So you may hear some of, the, of a learning conversation as we go through it. So uh, feel free dive in. Um, kind of adding like not adding, but going off of what Dax said, as the values are ordered in the uh, importance like. It's kind of like a ladder where it's just God's it's purpose starts at the top. We we used a, we used the, the idea of a filter, so they're a filter. Okay, yeah, that and, works. And it starts at the top and works through the bottom. And if it it stops at any point in the filter and doesn't pass, we don't do it. Okay, that's how yeah, we that, articulate it. That's definitely it. Uh, so to give you a, a the same language, it's a filter. Yes, that that filter is definitely a better way to put it. Okay, um, there are definitely times where our experience value is definitely something that we want to go do, but it doesn't line up with each other in some of the ways that, like. I mean, I don't really know. I, I can't put a, exactly an, an example here, like golf tournaments. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are times that we want to go travel and go as a family and do some of that stuff. But most of the time, Mom and Corbin don't want to have to go sit at a hotel the whole time for the golf tournaments. Um, Corbin's pointing out that it's just her. It's it's not Mom. But she doesn't um, mind when she gets to swim in the pool or play. And she doesn't mind, but when she doesn't get those chances, like sometimes we got to – kind of stop at the each other and then make sure that she's also valued instead of just make dragging her along with us to every tournament. 
Right. So how does that relate to this idea of money um, and how values influence what we do with money? Dax is going to chime in here. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're shifting over to that money idea because I really do want to hear what y'all think and feel about money, how important it is and, and why that matters. This is kind of an example, I think, of of studying <coughs> the kids because this would be a way that we would learn their perspective. Right. We've said for a very long time that money is a tool. Okay. Um, that's repeated and mostly out of dad's mouth because he's the only one with any actual money in this <laughs> <laughs> in this situation it's we got our here. Our money, right? It's our money. Yes. Um, but <laughs> money is a tool, and we. I feel like we've built the system that we've built to develop a work ethic, but money isn't the goal of said work ethic mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I think uh, we start with God's purpose, and we're going to invest whatever money it takes to do, you know, the things that we feel led to do. Um, and I don't know. It just it filters down in that order. And um, so sometimes there's not – sometimes if there's something we want to do for people, but it's we didn't get f- far enough down the list to get to people, then we can't, you know – yeah, make I mean, those kind of decisions. Yeah, we have a people budget, but if it goes away, and that's that's fair away, enough. So. That's different. Um, um, I guess the envelope system is probably a better. Yeah, but example. your your personal view of money, um, you say it's a tool. Explain that to me. Unpack that for me. Like, how important is that? Is that a driving consideration of how you live your life? Absolutely not. Okay, so what what are the driving considerations? If money's not it, what are you aimed at? What are you What are you trying to get to? Okay, well, uh, for those of you that don't really spend a lot of time with me personally, I don't actually work a job. Mm-hmm. I, I play golf pretty much 24 seven and I, I don't work a job. I don't really pay for any of my own things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also doesn't mean I, you know, spend a lot of money either. I make some sacrifices so I can't, so I don't have to go work a job obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but if money was a driving force in a lot of my decisions, then I would be working a job. I don't know that I would be trying to pursue professional golf because the, for those of you that don't know, it's really hard and I'm going to be broke for a couple of years. Yes. Um, there'll be a lot of poorness. Yeah. There'll be a lot of poorness and I'm okay with that yeah. because um, the, where I feel led and where I've kind of structured my goals to be a lot of those vocationally are on the golf course and a lot of those. Um, and I mean, I've got personal goals and stuff off, off the golf course, but um, they aren't like, I want to have this house or I want to have this kind of car. It's more, I want to have these kind of quality relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that doesn't really take a lot of money investment. That takes a lot of time investment. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've said for a long time, I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm trading hours for dollars. Mm-hmm. So I want to be, I want to be working towards something of value that I feel that I feel a led by God because that's his purpose for my life and b that I feel like it can influence, um, maybe influence some other people, or I'm, I don't know what that looks like really. Um, mm. I have no idea what I'm even gonna like major in or like get a degree in. Like we haven't really figured that out at all. Um, but I don't know. I want to be working for something that I believe in, not necessarily working for a paycheck. I guess. Okay. What about you? Do you have any thoughts on money? Now having kind of heard into this conversation. Um. No, not really. No. I don't feel like my brain functions at a high enough level yet to yeah. fully understand I mean, this but how, question. How important is money to you? 
Not really. I mean, like yes, how I'm, often do you think about money and feel really like you got to go get it and chase it? And yes, some pocket cash is fun to spend on personal pleasures, but it's not a super big driving force in what I do day to day. So when, I guess, are you money motivated? Absolutely not. No? Okay. All right. What about you? How do you feel about money? Is money super important to you? Not super. Not super? It's pretty important. Are you pretty money motivated, though? Do you like to earn money for things? I love payday. Love payday. It's fun. Yeah, I think we told you guys that they get paid when I get paid and help them learn how to budget money. Um, and Corwin's been doing pretty good. She budgets some of it and she spends some of it. She does like to go and spend things and get. Uh, she, she's a little bit more of a shopper than than the boys are. Um, but do you think about money a lot? No sir. No, just when you get it, you like to use it and save it and do what you want to do with it. Yeah. Okay. She's shaking her head, but y'all can't see that on the podcast. It's pretty, pretty good. You're going to add something else? I will. Um, money, just kind of on the subject, I think a lot of times isn't just something we want for ourselves. It's kind of a comparison tool, hmm. too. Um, and that's something for me, not working a job, um, that I've kind of had to deal with socially more than anything. Um, but that goes back to just making sure you're not living for the approval of people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm doing what I can to kind of try to try to be obedient in what God's led me to do. But I don't work a job. I I don't really, in a lot of people's eyes, especially, you know, that aren't super close to me but are kind of those fringe people, mm-hmm. um, it looks like I have everything pretty much handed to me, and I, I don't, which, right. and that's something that I definitely fight, but it's a, something that I need to make sure I'm staying committed to. I'm not working for money. Mm-hmm. And I've been blessed with the opportunity to not have to work for money. Mm-hmm. And if that ever changes, I think I would be able to do it. I'm grateful that I don't. Right. When um, we have to work, all of y'all work. Like when we do things or we're doing yard or whatever, that y'all step in and work and do the work we need to do and then we move on to do what we want to do. So um, what we told them was actually that money's a tool. Like that's, it's not the goal, it's a tool. I mean, it's very, I mean, that echoes what we told them. So I'm glad that at least that came out from our kids too. So, um, all right. Uh, next question. Uh, and this is an interesting question. Uh, I don't know how these answers are going to go either. Um, but do you feel like you fit into our family and how do you know? They're thinking, they're pondering that. Do you want to go first? What is it again? Do you feel like you fit in our family? Oh, definitely. How do you know you fit in our family? Because we're all practically goofballs. We're all practically goofballs. <laughs> you all, do you enjoy just hanging out and being with everybody? Yes, sir. Yeah. Is there any time that you're just like, I wish all these people would go away? I mean, occasionally. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's occasionally. fair. Occasionally. That's fair. What about you guys? Do you all feel like you fit in our family? Um, I think I do, yeah, for... It's, it's not a thing. I, I definitely do. Without me, these people would have much less fun. Um, <laughs> that, that's that's true. Cole does bring the fun quotient up. Um, I really just kind of know by the way that we treat each other. Um, it's 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 really loving, and we all care when it's when it's needed. Um, sharing a room with Dax my whole life so far, and uh, having Corwin with us, it's kind of the connection we've built if I didn't feel like I fit into the family I feel like it would be more of a uh, 
outcast, those two would get along. I'd just be kind of set off to the side and mm. never brought up. But I think with the way we include each other in the things we do, and that's the first thought that comes to mind is, well, can we do this with our siblings is a big factor of knowing that we fit in. Mm. That's really good. Now, what, what about you, Dex? You feel like you fit? I think, I think we all fit because we make an effort to fit. I don't think it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's, with most relationships, I kind of, there's an element of it, but it's not like everybody's a puzzle piece, and if they don't match up personality-wise, then it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You you fit with the people that you make an effort to fit with. Mm-hmm. And so I think we've just built, uh, built a system that we're all kind of trying to do the same things, doing very similar things. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean, like, job-wise. That doesn't mean, like, interest-wise. That just means... Um, from a from a character perspective more than anything hmm. you know mm-hmm. um so i think we fit because we try to fit and mm-hmm. we so you feel like you personally fit in our family i think so okay i think it'll be really weird when i'm not here on a day-to-day i think it, i think it will be um i think it will be so I th- but i think that's evidence of the fact that i do fit mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um follow-up question it's not on the notes so you haven't thought about this at all um, do you think that one part is more important than the other? Like, is there, as you, between the five of us, is one part of that, one part of us more important than the other? I think some parts are more vocal, but I don't think any part's more important. Okay. You know? Explain that. Like, you're obviously the leader of our little, like. <laughs> Just talk more. No, I'm, but, uh, <laughs> but that's how it's supposed to be. That's, yeah. that's, who, that's who you're called to be. Right. You know, as the, as the father, that's. You're called to lead. You're called mm-hmm. to build the systems. You're called to implement systems, um, and we're called to submit to that and fit into that. Um, but I don't know that any of us is more important than another. I, I think we are who we are because of. <laughs> I think we are who we are because just the the character that the five of us have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't think we would have as much fun without Cole. I don't think we would be as sweet without Corwin mm-hmm. <laughs> and. They're having a side conversation. Sorry, I'm getting distracted by their yeah. side conversation. They're having, a, they're having a sidebar. They're trying to understand. Yeah. Um, so, what about you, Cole? Do you think any does anybody? Do you think anybody feels like they're more important than anybody else? No, no one really has that uh, ego that uh, we are more valuable in this family than anybody else. There's people definitely do play different roles mm-hmm. in the uh, household, but. Um, Hmm. That'd probably be a good follow-up in season two. Talk about roles and see if there's some. Maybe just put a note there. I'm the middle child, so I just what gotta be the most entertaining. What are you talking about? Okay. When I said, this is this is my interpretation. Okay. Does she feel like? My interpretation of the question that I tried to explain to Corwin was: Does she feel like she has an an equal value to the rest of us in the family, even especially since she's the youngest? Mm-hmm. Does she feel? Is that? Is that what you're yeah, asking? Yeah, no, that's great. Do you do you? Okay. F- in answer to Mom's question, do you feel like you're equal and your opinions equal value? Yes, sir. Okay, so even at as eleven year old, the youngest, you feel like your voice is as important as Dax and Cole's or mine or and Mom's. Yes, yeah, sir. As, and yours listened to. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm I glad. sure hope so. If a, not me, a, Dax a can do a better job. <laughs> yeah. Good. good amount of time. Just yeah. not always. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question: How important is it to you? that we, and I say we, me and mom, that we know your dream and that we chase it with you. How important is that to you? This one's big from 
a shared experience perspective, I feel like. Okay. Um, I think this is something that we do exceptionally well, mm. actually, in, in our family. Um, we're not really scared of failure, and that's, that is something that I've had to learn. That is not a that is not a like natural quality of really any human on the planet. I would guess <laughs> um, some people are more courageous than others, but I'm actually a huge perfectionist by nature. Um, that is a learned skill to not be afraid of failure. Um, just kind of a, I'll use a very low consequence real world <laughs> example here. Today I was on the range and I was hitting it terrible after I just had a poor driving performance in the tournament. And this was kind of the first time that I wasn't, didn't dip into that, you know, frustrated emotional state and just sat there and understood that the, the quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, you can't see it. The failure that I had, you know, on Monday in the, in a tournament, it isn't, it isn't a negative. It's a learning opportunity. And I think I'm starting to figure out that the biggest breakthrough, the biggest breakthroughs that we have oftentimes come after failure. Um, but it's just, and it's little life lessons like that. I mean, I think, I am the person that I am partially because of the experiences that we've had. And that is largely attributed to the fact that we are not scared of chasing dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, and we are devoting the resources that we need to and the time that we need to. And I think that's valuable. Um, not just, not just because we've had some success and because we're hopefully going to continue to, but just because we value experience and experience Mm -hmm. shapes who you are as a person, it shapes your worldview, it shapes, it shapes a lot of you. So do you, you would say it's important that we know your dream and help and chase it with you. That's an important thing to you. I think so because you can't, you can't succeed by yourself. Hmm. Nobody can. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of each other is knowing who you're running with hmm. and knowing what you're running towards. Yeah. Um, what about you? I mean, yeah, with uh, without a backbone of your parents kind of run with you and uh, go that same direction to support and help with those late-night conversations we have about golf. We have a lot yeah. of those um, that really get you moving in the direction that you want to. Um, it's It'd probably be a little bit more – I don't really know a great word for this. I guess it'd, it'd be more disappointing kind of – being on your own the whole time and knowing that there's not really anybody to help you out, kind of keep you going, help motivate you. Um, the fact that they are with us throughout our dreams for golf, no matter, I mean, if, if they change or not, they, they definitely aren't. Um, but the fact that they chase those with us to, I mean, they're, they're, they're also putting blood, sweat, and tears into this with us. There's a, there's a lot of emotions that happen sometimes. And having them there to go through with it is much better for the times where you don't succeed at what you want to, but it's easier to get back up and proceed and keep going. Hmm. That's good. How about you? Is it important that we know your dreams? And It is very important to me because it helps me grow and actually chase them because I would probably just give up if you weren't helping. There you go. It's good. Okay. That, I mean, that's, that's where I was hoping that conversation would go. Um, do you guys feel like your siblings support your dreams? Yes, sir, very much. And chase those with you? I think absolutely, yeah. Um, I don't think either one of them want me to go six hours away for college, but I think they're... Definitely not. Hmm. I think they're just... 
they're willing to sacrifice with their what they where they want me to be and they want me to be closer they're willing to sacrifice that and say dude go do what you got to do go chase that dream hmm. I, would, I would agree with that all right i have one more question that's not on any of your sheets because i added it late and just printed my sheets uh last um and i don't know how this question is going to go either um but I'm, I'm curious. So I wanted to start with Corwin and let her answer first, and then Cole and then Dax. Um, so what's the most important thing? What, what is, as far as life, what do you think is the most important thing? To me? To you. The family members and everything they do for us. Okay. That's the most important thing, the family members and what we do together and for each other. That's pretty good. Seem a little emotional about that. Are you a little emotional? There's a little emotion he right said there. College didn't. He had to go there. Yeah. <laughs> that guy talking about college. All right, Not good. Not just Dax. You've been saying it like all week. I have. I say it every week actually, because we're we're on a countdown of weeks now. And it's annoying. It is. Um, all right, Cole. What do you think? What's the most important thing in life to you? To me, is family as well. Um, if our connection is not as strong, I feel like. It's, it's, I feel like the family aspect in my life is what motivates me to kind of get up in the day. I love hanging out with these people. I mean, they're, hmm. they're the close people to my life. Um, I don't have a whole lot of a tight circle, but these are as close as it gets. And if our household was not as tight knit as it was, um, I feel like the world would be looked at in a different way from my eyes. Okay. All right, big boy. What do you think? Most important thing? Um, I think I'm learning that the most important thing is, I feel like the most important thing is faith. You know, I think um, we're... Jesus Bible Church prayer. Jesus Bible Church prayer. <laughs> I absolutely love this family, but I wasn't put on earth to be a part of this family. You know, it's exclusively. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not the purpose. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I'm in a place from a maturity perspective to actually like live life like that 100 percent of the time, mm-hmm. um, because I get distracted by you know family stuff and golf stuff and that seems really big because it's all I really know. Like, it's all I've really seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I've experienced enough to know that I'm not here necessarily to be the best earthly son that I can. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're called to be disciples, and that's that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I can get to a point over the next couple of years that that's really my motivation for getting up in the morning, I think that, that I'm succeeding in where I'm trying to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Okay. All right. That was, that was interesting. I didn't know where that was going to go. It went where That's good. Um, all right. That's all I got. That's all the questions I got. Do you guys have any other comments you want to add? Mm. Stuff you want to tell anybody? Not really. Not really? You guys got anything else? No? I don't think so. I think we're good. All right. I mean, Dax pretty hit the point on everything. He did. He just nailed it there, huh? Um, all right, babe. You want to tell them about the resource that we're kind of into right yeah, now? Okay. Um, so I've only read the first 11 chapters. Um, we heard a quote in a golf documentary that 
motivated us to order the book, but it is Atomic Habits Habits by James Clear. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, so I can I can definitely um, encourage you to read the first eleven chapters. Yeah, fair. fair we we um, got the book on Monday, and fair read the first eleven chapters in like a day. So, but a lot of it is is what we've talked about, and if you use it you know, to like break down some of the things, but just setting the cues in your life, whether it's in your environment or just in your mind, stacking things together um, to create those atomic habits. um, It's just, it's really cool how that book is undergirding a lot of But the quote quote that kind of steered us to the book that was in the um, documentary was that you don't rise to the level of your goals. goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Process, baby. So, um, and that's really what values has been for us. And, and when Farron and I heard that quote, we really connected with it because values was the system. And I think our, our family has, has I'm going to say fallen, but has risen to the value of our system. And I think our system has lifted us and helped us build relationships that matter and those kind of things. So, um you know, I haven't been able to read the book yet. I just I've read some about the book and and heard the quote. So, Ferris kind of into it first, and then me and Dax get second second dibs on it. Um, but I do think Corwin wanted to add. To oh, sorry, Ferris going to add something. Um, I just I did want to add one thing. Corwin and I were watching a, a movie together the other day, and it was a girly, goofy movie. Um, but it was talking about. I mean, it was a night, and this lady. Anyway, he looks at her at one point in the movie, and he's like. You are my quest. And I think as a mom, I could make David my quest or I could make the kids my quest. And Dax hit the nail on the head that that they're not supposed to be. Um, And so that's what I think we long for is to stay on the right quest. And the systems are what keep you moving in the right direction. Um, And Atomic Habits just shows it's just a really good it's a really good book. So, Corwin does have an activity that she wants oh, to share. Oh, she wants an activity to share. All right, share this activity, babe. Do something funny, silly, goofy, anything with your families. Hmm. Your whole family, everybody do something funny, silly, goofy. Including the dog if you have one. Including the dog if you have a pet if you got one, if you are cats, and do your cats too. Um, okay, well, that is a wrap on season one. That's uh, all that we got. Um, if you made it all the way through season one, you've listened to all 20 episodes, I would love to hear from you um, about which episode was your, your favorite and maybe what was the most impactful thing. Um, if you guys could text us or email us at modelparentingpodcast at gmail.com or shoot us a text, just kind of let us know, hey, this episode was really, you know, whatever particular episode, one through 20, was, was really significant or impactful to you. Uh, that'd be good to know just as we're thinking about, praying about what a season two may look like. And if you want to be a part of season two, you want to interview and talk through how you've interacted with the values and kind of what that's done in your life and family, uh, we'd love to talk to you too. So shoot us some communications about that. So I think that's all we got. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed the podcast and and maybe we'll um, catch you on season two. Uh, But if not, uh, I hope you guys enjoy your families, that you build your families on purpose and that you're able to um, see God move in and through the relationships in your family. So y'all take care.